0: Welcome to Teachers Off Duty. For those of you that might not have tuned in with us before, my name is Rebecca Rogers. I'm R Rogers World on social media.
1: I'm, uh. i, <laughs> I always forget I your name. I don't know why. I, I did. I did. And it's my real name. I'm not even making it up every time.
2: So <laughs> we're going to have James hold up a cue card. For you. I
1: know. You like are an hell. SNL. An SNL with a poster. I'm Tal Williams, Mr. (laughs) Williams Pre-K
3: on all social media. I am Bree, aka Honest Teacher. I told you she don't Don't say it. (laughs) Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't.
2: (laughs) Don't, We keep making. Well, I don't. Becca keeps making fun of Bree because she's saying her name. You're the ringleader, though. (laughs) Why was I the ringleader? You started. Why look so guilty
3: though? (laughs) I feel. I feel. (laughs) Okay, offended one. I hate when people say stuff another like that I'm one. like what That ain't got nothing to do with holler. I'm writing that one down have you never heard <laughs> that <laughs> we, we now have a book of, of sayings Reese because book. apparently I come up with a lot of random stuff she
0: does go ahead Lauren she does what's your name my, my name is Becca, Lauren she said her no. name Ruth <laughs> I said don't her name don't bring our conversation.
2: My, we don't need you to bring the thunder. conversation back
3: when she said her name and they know her name we're all sleepy I'm sorry
2: No, I'm kidding. I'm Lauren Woolley, Mrs. Woolley and Fifth on social media. (laughs) So
0: a lot of our conversation, not just this month, but just in general, always centers around teacher struggles, especially during the pandemic. How, you know, people who don't go through it just don't get it. But something else that we really wanted to shed light on is being a student right now. Mm -hmm. You know, people who were not students during the pandemic don't know what it's like to be a student during the pandemic. Right. And Brie actually asked the kids on social media, you know, why are you guys so apathetic? Like what is going on? Can we have a little bit of insight into what you all are feeling? And mm-hmm. we wanted to share that with you guys and shed some light on what the kids are going through right yeah, now. Yeah, so
3: this came from uh, two days in a row at school. I had, you know, just teaching my heart out yeah. like I do, okay? <laughs> Sometimes um sometimes <laughs> y'all do independent reading for 30 minutes and don't talk to me. Um, <laughs> unless admin walks in and then okay guys back to what we were talking about working with your groups and your shoulder partners. They know the we be they, they know the we, drill. They know we be BSing when they come in and yeah. we're sitting down and we hop up and pretend See, like See, The thing choosing. is that you got to train them so that, you know,
2: when you do that, they're like I thought the character was very well <laughs> developed throughout the there's beginning to the really, end of
3: the story. Like, some, some really general answer. Yeah, there's some really good snacks in this for y'all. if right. You this, right. <laughs> but so two days in a row, like, I just had, you know, kids late to class, kids absent, kids sleeping in class, uh, kids just not paying attention, kids just, like, won't do the assignment. And I tell my kids, like, all you have to do is try, like no i still stand by this no teacher will fail a kid that's trying even if you have no idea what's going on the fact that you're willing to try means you're gonna grow even if it's just mm-hmm. a little bit so i had already had that conversation with my students and i just had gotten to a point where i was like dang they really do not care and so my students know like we're gonna have real talk all the time so like i'll just straight up start talking to them like i'm their auntie like why are y'all like why do y'all not care right and so that particular class like they left and that afternoon after school, I was like, man, let me just make a TikTok and ask the kids like, hey, why do you, why do y'all not like why are y'all so apathetic? If you don't know what apathetic means, it means like you just really don't care. English <laughs> teacher. Context, context clues. This this is a descriptive context clue. You know, there's different context clues, <laughs> inferencing, descriptive explanation, antonym, synonym, ideas, acronym. If you need to teach context, clues. my eyes have glazed over. OK, either, either way, it's neither here nor there. So anyway, after school, I was like, okay, like, let me make this TikTok and just ask the kids because, you know, I feel like I'm online. I feel like I'm their TikTok teacher. So I was like, look at that. Look at that. Y'all don't know what figurative language that is? What? TikTok teacher.
2: Oh, my alliteration. Yeah. I, was so in, I was so invested I in what was you were saying. All y'all were about to be
3: fired. <laughs> no, I was I invested. I forgot what it was for a second because I'm sleepy. But it's <laughs> <laughs> like, is it oxymoron? Um, <laughs> so I made that TikTok and the amount of kids that... Resp- I was surprised at how many like student responses I got. So normally like we don't read things off our phones but I, I want y'all to know exactly what the kids said so i'm gonna read one we're gonna discuss it but most of them have a common theme to them like if you you know listen i'm not gonna read all of them we'll read like five or six of them but most of the responses of the kids you know they had a common theme and anybody like adults tried to comment and were like this is what i think i ain't ask you fam i asked the kids if you're not mm-hmm. kids somebody that just graduated was like well i think i'm not talking to you
0: Talking to you, right
3: you graduated two. Billion. If you graduated two or more years ago, I'm not talking to it's you. It's the
0: same energy of like we don't want to hear from people who haven't taught in a pandemic, right? Like mm-hmm. I don't want to hear from right. adults about okay. the
3: kids. So I, I I looked at a lot of the kids' responses, and then I ended up, you know, like I took their responses and put them on Instagram. But it was just like really interesting to like peer into you know their hearts and 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 what they what they said. Mm-hmm. And so this was this was these are some of the responses. So if you if you want to see the responses, they're on my Instagram stories, Honest Teacher Vibes. There's a, what's a highlight bubble mm-hmm. that yeah. says apathy on the highlight bubble. So this kid said, so I asked him, like, hey, why are y'all apathetic? Like, why do y'all, why does it seem like y'all just don't care about school? Like, y'all won't try? You're like, it just seems like y'all are like, uh, nah, like, I don't really care. And so well, this kid said, honestly, I'm 15 and I've never looked at it from your point of view. And I'm sorry, I promise to try to do better. Have a nice day, ma'am. I was like, that makes me want to cry. (laughs) If that one made you want to cry, just wait. But, like, it was cool to hear him say, like, dang, like, I've never, as a kid, like, I never really looked at it from, Uh you know, y'all's perspective. But, like,
0: developmental, developmentally wise, that's not a word. Developmentally. Developmentally, Developmentally, thank you. I was like, it's not developmentally wise. But anyways, developmentally, you know, there's kind of a point where kids really do have difficulties looking at things from other people's perspective. Right, that's true be him being able to like put himself in other people's shoes like that that is great for a right. 15 year old Be able, but to
3: even do. when we were kids though i mean i don't care about what you know what i'm saying like when i, I was mean, in yeah. middle school and but that's what i'm saying that's yeah when i was in elementary high my
1: teachers were out to get me like i genuinely really i mean not all of them but like when like when they would get upset that we weren't answering questions or that we were the students were fatigued and they were like why aren't you responding to me i'm like chill it's fine and then as a teacher you're like i'm gonna feel like I'm doing a stand-up routine and no one's laughing and the kids are giving (laughs) nothing back and never considered. Right. Mm -hmm. I was in that position where I was just too tired to respond. Right. And as a teacher, when you're doing it, you're like, why am I not doing a good job? Right.
3: And it's kind of like, we're so far removed from school. Yeah. Like, I mean, I hate to use this, like example but it's kind of like when an admin leaves the classroom uh, when an admin or a teacher becomes an admin yeah. they forget what it's like even when they're only a year out mm-hmm. they forget what it was like to be a teacher and now that they're an admin and it's like I still need like you it's hard for them to relate to where we're coming from because they've been out of the classroom yes. for so long so for our kids Sometimes it's hard for us to put ourselves in their shoes because we've been out of school for so long.
2: And even some of the things that, like, kids have to do in school now are so much more demanding than what we had to do. Like, you know, I know standards have changed over time, but it's a lot. Yes, it's a lot. And then, you know, we know where our students come from. And right. yes. a lot of them don't have great home lives right. or they have to work jobs
0: to help their family. It's a right. lot right. And, to deal with. And it's nothing against teachers at all. Like some people who are now teachers just we're fortunate enough to not have the same kinds of at-home lives that a lot of our students do. So, like, for me, and I know I was super fortunate with my family and things like Mm. that, but I still took all the AP classes. I did the sports. I Mm. worked in a restaurant since I was 16. And even I, like... I don't know
3: mm. how
0: to relate to some of the things that some of my students are dealing with at home. So right. a teacher who didn't have to work when they were a kid mm. or didn't do sports or didn't do right. AP classes. Like they just they don't know. Right.
3: right. And I mean, I, I want to bring definitely want to bring light to what the kids are dealing with. But other, on the other side of that, you know, there is a lot of stuff that they don't have to deal with because expectations for them are so low. Sometimes. Yes. Right. So it's not a, you know, we don't have to go from one extreme to another, but there's both sides to that. You know, it's it's a double-sided coin. There's a difference
0: between, like, making excuses of, like, they have all of this so they should get a pass, and then also just keeping in mind Mm -hmm. this is what I'm getting from them and keeping in mind that this is why they might be acting this way. Right, right, And they still, depending on what they're doing, they might get a consequence, whether it be a lower grade because they're Mm -hmm. not doing assignments or whatever, but Mm -hmm. it's at least understanding it's not to spite a teacher most of the time. Right. But, you know, just keeping it in mind.
3: Yeah, so this kid says sometimes school is just so draining. Some teachers' work is very excessive and we stop trying because it's way too overwhelming.
2: I think that says something about, like, what I was saying. The amount of pressure, mm-hmm. in, you know, it trickles down. The amount of pressure that states put on teachers right, and, and, and then the teachers, teachers and then in turn put on the students. Right, and it's it's sure. like you know, are old, st- somewhere it's got to it's got to give. Right.
1: They're assigning work to, in in homework to for a test or a standard or, yeah. or or whatever, without the realization that other teachers in similar mm-hmm. subjects are doing the same also- thing. So I remember saying
2: that when I was in school. Yeah. I was like, do these teachers realize I got seven classes and in college and you all of them four. have right and all of <laughs> right. them have a test on Thursday and yeah. homework every night and like, and now that like I'm a teacher, you know, even though I teach elementary school like i rarely give homework
3: God. yeah a lot of because give
2: yeah like i might give one page of math homework every now and then yeah. but like that's even rare yeah. See,
0: I remember when the pandemic started, I remember being in my PLT and one of the teachers was just so stressed out because she's like, I have all this to grade and was giving like a big assignment every single day in online learning. Whereas I was doing an assignment or two each week that like, you know, they could do and turn and in. And well, that's oh, your own fault. <laughs> like,
2: why then, are you right, assigning like, these? And then you're
1: gonna sit there and be like, I'm so tired I have all of these assignments right, to grade. And like, the, why are you giving, hey, first of, of all, why are you giving all of
3: those? do not be great now, You, well, you not everything needs stuff. to yeah. Be, yeah. Great. Right. be great.
2: And why, that is we, called
0: a formative assessment. we yeah. were just <laughs> going virtual and people were just figuring out how to do online. Why are you giving something every day? Like do a group assignment that you do together in class, right. and then give them the afternoon off. Like you're practicing yeah. with them. There's so many right. other ways that you can make sure well, they're we don't, practicing. We don't, we don't even
3: give one. We don't even give homework, which you know, there's, you know, people going to be arguing in the comments over homework. I know. But y'all do y'all because, you know, y'all argue about everything. But we don't give homework. One, because the demographic of our kids ain't got nobody at home helping to help right. them with that homework. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number two, we can't fail kids because they didn't turn in homework. Right. So I'm like, I'm literally, if we need to practice something, we're going to do it at school. I'm, right. not, I'm not giving you homework for you to lose on the bus or losing your book bag. Then I got another problem added on to all the stuff that I'm right. already dealing with. So, in my class, so from from what this student is saying about the work being excessive, hear me hear me when I say like we hear where y'all coming from. At oh, yeah. the same time, it might seem excessive, but we're not like I, I just know I'm just speaking for my class. Like my kids think my kids think my work is excessive, mm-hmm. but I know that it, I I just know that it's not. No, me too. Because I'm not like I know what excessive work is. And this is not excessive work. It's excessive sometimes because y'all lazy. (laughs) <laughs> that's why it's excessive. Now, I'm not like I know we talking about the kids, but we on real talk as well. Mm-hmm. And the teachers that's watching this, you, we understand that sometimes the kids think the work is excessive because they're not have they're not used to having to put in that kind of yep. effort to complete an assignment. They don't yeah. have they don't have the mental uh, um, determination. Yeah. They that don't actually. have the mental stamina to keep working on an assignment. Right. So my kids know when they come in, bell work. You got like five, five minutes. If, if it's a longer bell work, 10 minutes, you got kids at the end of the 10 minutes. Ain't got not a single thing written down there's literally no excuse to not try. right? Like, mm-hmm. And so my kids like bell work and then I do a mini lesson. I don't want to pay attention for more than 15 minutes. I ain't going to make you pay attention for more than right. 15 minutes. Because I get if, if we got a staff meeting and somebody standing up there talking for 30 minutes, bro, I'm looking at my phone. Yeah. So I'm not going to teach you for longer than 15 minutes because I know you a kid your attention span because of TikTok and social media is super low. Mm-hmm. Right? So as engaging as I can be, then we practice in whatever skill I'm teaching you together and then you have to do an independent assignment. How is that excessive? Yeah, you ain't even I, got no
2: homework. I literally <laughs> just had a like this past week had a talk with one of my students because I noticed like since Christmas break, since we came back, he has just been like you know drifting through life, mm-hmm. like coming to school, chilling, not answering questions, just kind of being like a bump on a log. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I pulled him aside. I was like, I was starting to get frustrated, and then I had to take a step back and be like. Okay, just mm. talk to the kid, yeah. see what's going on. So I pulled him aside and I was like, "Dude, what is going on with you?" Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, "Your ability is up here, mm-hmm. and your effort is down here." Right. I'm like, "I'm going to need those to match. Right. Like, this is where you could be working, and right. I know you're smart enough. Like, right. you can totally do everything that we're doing in class, but you're like you're just sitting and waiting for everyone to give you right, the answers." Right, right. Yeah. And it's and like sometimes is, that it's that come to Jesus talk that, right. you know, some kids And it's need. okay.
3: I think a lot of teachers need to realize our kids don't want to see us as these like prim and proper people. No. Just have some real talk right. and just talk directly to them. So mm-hmm. my thing is I'm a, I'm the type of person that if I'm going to complain, let's do some solution-based complaining, mm-hmm. right? So if we're going to complain, let's find a solution to that complaining because perception is reality. Mm-hmm. So for this kid, his perception is that the schoolwork is excessive and it's overwhelming. So we're when we say what we say, we're not trying to discount his perspective that the work is excessive and it's overwhelming but how can we connect with you and how can we communicate with you to help you not feel like the work is excessive but to also help you not feel overwhelmed because it's a it's it's a disconnect because one we're coming from two different perspectives but as teachers we can talk to y'all but y'all gotta talk back to us not talk back and be disrespectful <laughs> you know like in having a communicate do that. but sometimes do we that. ask y'all questions yeah. and y'all like Mm. See, I talked
0: to my kids a little bit about that point last year, and we had a really good conversation, and we came up with kind of two, I don't want to say problems, I guess different perspectives. So on one hand, I think there are a lot of teachers out there that genuinely believe that if they're not giving their kids something new, like a new assignment to do every single day, that they're not doing enough. Right. And that really translates into busy work. It's not something that they yeah, always right. need. Yeah. They in a lot of teachers, like, they're not doing it on purpose. They they genuinely feel
3: and like I, if I they're could, not giving them something... I could say I'm guilty of that.
2: Like, I feel mm-hmm. like sometimes I'm like, okay, if I have them spend two days on an assignment, I'm wasting time. I'm like, See, I could be I've, packing in something, and I'm like,
3: right. girl, I take a chill pill. Right. Like, I can <laughs> do the busy And work. the reality of the matter is... I don't think it's busy work if it's something they're working on to practice a skill because right. the reality yes. of the matter is we have to cover so many classes, right. we're still expected to lesson plan. So if I give you an assignment to work on mm-hmm. for you to get some independent practice and I gotta type this lesson plan in, we you it's a give right. and take. That's what we have to do sometimes. But giving them busy work to do every single day, you're a trash yeah, teacher. Know. If you well do that's that. what kind of what we came said. to another <laughs> I said, point that I, I, I got. If you give your kids yeah. busy work every single day and you do not stay up and teach them. You a trash teacher. I don't care who get mad about that. If you mad, put on the cape so you can be super mad. I had a teacher in <laughs> high school coming. who was my geometry teacher. Mm-hmm. Do y'all know I never like I always struggled in math. Like yeah. algebra was like super hard for me. But my teacher came yeah. in and taught every single day, so that at least when I saw algebra, I had a familiarity with it, even if I didn't understand how right. to do it. Mm-hmm. My geometry teacher when I got to college, I could not figure out geometry at all, like or statistics and all that kind of stuff because my geometry teacher, that dude, literally in high school, that dude literally, I remember him to this day, looked like Yogi Bear. That mm-hmm. dude, literally. literally. Literally sat at his desk every single day, passed out worksheets, didn't teach us how to do a single thing. And now as an adult, I don't even use geometry, but now as an adult, because I didn't even have a little bit of foundational information, I can't figure out how to do
2: that. How how are kids expected to just know how to do something themselves? Right. Right. Like, I mean, that's. That's pretty much how, like, my master's degree program went. Like, it was, like, all online, mm-hmm. you teach yourself, and then you turn in a final project. And, like, kids can't learn no, that way. No. no, And we didn't learn that way.
3: No. Like, that, that geometry class is 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 an extreme example. Mm-hmm. But every other class I had, my teachers were standing up teaching. This generation of teachers, because we have so many teachers that did an alternate route program. And hear me when I say I'm not bashing y'all. I'm just merely stating what it ha- what has been observed we have so many teachers that did an alternate route program the education system is so jacked up that we haven't had time to train these teachers on how actually stand up and teach so you got people coming in that their previous career they might have been in banking or they might have been in whatever that don't know every single day your kids should be reading writing and discussing if you teach an ELA class Mm -hmm. and that 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 every day you should be even if it's even if you only teach them like grammar or something small right so every day your kids read write and discuss some people they don't even know they don't know that you're supposed to. I do, we do, you You do. do. A simple thing like Mm -hmm. that. But it's teachers that they don't know that. They don't know that I show you what the skill is, right? Yeah. And that's when in college and high school, that was us taking notes. Then we do it together. I model how to do it. We're answering back and forth. And then you do it to show me that you know how to do the skill. It's teachers that have no idea they're supposed to be doing that. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. So I do, you do, we do. Mm -hmm. I like scaffolding.
0: See, on the other Mm -hmm. side, though, and something else, the second thing that I talk to my kids about is that. A lot of students, if they get an assignment mm. and they don't blatantly see how this is going to help them, they just assume it's busy work. And that doesn't mean there's not a mm. purpose. Right, that right. doesn't mean there's not a practice. Right. They just genuinely—and uh, this is again what my kids right, told right, right. me—if they don't understand the purpose hands on, or if right. you don't tell them, right. they assume it's busy work. They don't care.
3: They don't want to do it. Right, they and that's why you gotta give purpose. clear instructions right. as a teacher. Right, like okay, you still don't have so, a kid it's like
2: what are we doing? I was well, just talking about this with my with my fifth graders because at the end of fifth grade. Um, they have to learn how to do on-demand writing, mm-hmm. which is they get a prompt, yep. you have so much time, you write me an essay. Yep. And that's a lot for yep. a 10-year-old sure, yeah. or 11-year-old sure. for you to give them a question and have to write a five-paragraph essay in an hour.
3: Right. Right. And
2: that's so, I mean, I not. I don't sugarcoat it with them. I'm right. like, guys, this is really hard. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but we're going to start practicing it in January, so by the test in April, you know how to do it. Right. But, like, you're going to have to put in the hard work. And I told them every Friday, you're writing me an essay. Right. It's not because I don't want to teach you for an hour. It's right. because it's I want you to have time to practice, to practice right. it See, even and to to reflect on how you've right. been doing right. and improving and things like that. But if you don't communicate
0: those things to right. students, why should they care? Right. But oh, yeah. even a step further of like why are we completing this? You know, one one assignment that my kids hate doing are DBQs, you know, right? Social studies it's a DBQ. Do, yeah, so, document-based questions. Oh, what you do okay. is I ask them a question and they I'm, I give them a bunch of documents that relate to the time So, period. it's like a text
3: dependent Question
0: Yes, okay, yeah, a kind yes, yes. They basically are like, use that in documents. language arts language, please. Yes, okay. <laughs> so and it's they have to write an entire essay using the documents. and I'm trying to think of an example, and I like can't right now because I'm like on the spot. i I but, now
1: you're unlocking a memory <laughs> of taking ACP history, poor memory
3: yep. once, uh,
1: 14 years ago in high school. 14 years ago in high school oh, by dbq no. and i'm like oh DBQs it's like i just think that's so raven moment his
3: heart just started <laughs> beating really fast we just but, aged, we just dated yeah. ourselves that's so i'm raven that's well fine.
0: so i used to actually give them the why of like hey you're gonna have to write these kinds of essays either for college essays or in your college classes but you know i know a lot of kids aren't aren't gonna go to college so i just kind of use the basis of look sometime in your life you're gonna have to make a statement and back it up with facts if you just say oh blah 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 the sky is green I love what she
3: says blah blah blah
0: (laughs) (laughs) that (laughs) goes in my book if you just make the statement the sky is green you're just talking out of your butt like why is anyone no one's gonna believe like why would anyone believe you you need to back it up with facts you need to have an article or a um, something something that you read or something that someone said that tells people why they should listen should, Why do, do we call
2: listen?
3: that a, a real world connection?
0: Yes, it is a real world connection. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but here, okay, teacher. so
3: if you're a kid listening to this podcast, or if you're a teacher and you can relay this message to your kids, if you're a kid listening to this, if you don't hear nothing else we say this whole podcast. It does not take smarts to at least try. No. No. You do not have to be smart. You don't have to be the smartest person in the classroom. I'm telling you again, no teacher will fail a student who will at least try. Yes. Mm -hmm. No teacher. I ain't failing a kid. I don't care. I don't care if he can't spell C-spot or run. If he try to spell C-spot run, he going to pass. So some of y'all, but y'all, some of y'all won't even try, like, what? He
0: hit the microphone.
3: What? <laughs> During the, the good speech. <laughs> did, Ooh, the big speech. speech.
1: And I was like, I was there for C C-spot run. I was like, yes, keep going. And then I smacked.
3: You know what? Sorry. You can't walk and chew gum at the same <laughs> time.
1: I can't. I, can,
2: I can't. I'm just kidding. Hey, Re- but. I'm, I'm really interested to hear more of
3: these, yeah, students. Sorry. these students. So here's another one. I'm going to read a couple in a row and then we can talk yeah. about it. This okay. student said, honestly, for me at least, I'm tired of it. School stresses me out and the pressure from parents and social media and other aspects makes it worse. This student said, to be completely honest, as a 16-year-old senior, the reason I'm so apathetic is because I'm burned out after years of honors courses. Wait, 16-year-old mm-hmm. senior? I, she is really I taking I want me. to go back to
0: what the last one just said of... Social media. Just I
3: think he said social. It, it was supposed to be from parents and social and other aspects, but he could be talking about social media.
0: I Before we, because I want to hear more. Mm-hmm. If we say nothing else about that one comment, I want, if a, if any student, if any person is mm-hmm. listening to me at all in the slightest bit, social media is not real. Right. Like yeah. People so always pretty. put yeah. the best photos right. edited to the best lighting right. and the best whatever. No one's going to put, most people are not going to put, sad things what's going wrong in their life on social media
1: Mm -hmm. it's only the best i try to make it a point to do that and not in a way of Mm -hmm. like i don't want to overshare ever
3: right but i think that it's
1: important to that art especially because i mean it's um i don't have students that follow me because they're they barely barely know how to use a thumb Um, (laughs) so they definitely don't how how does this work so um (laughs) But I don't have their parents doing I think it I think it one I think it humanizes just the one teachers. Thumb. I just and, but I think it is, says something for their for the kids to see their teachers be vulnerable. Agreed. And because we've put ourselves in this position of mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. um, you know, on social media and being, you know, uh, 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 out there. Right. I think it's important to not just post the jokes, but for kids to also say like oh, it's not always this, this, and this for for my teacher or my teacher is human. And that gives the child permission to to come to school and give us that as well.
3: Going back to what you said about social media being fake, somebody going to get mad. But... Uh, some of y'all need to stop airbrushing y'all's pictures cause your original <laughs> whatever little app y'all got this touching up y'all's picture off Listen, your face. just oh, no, app no. me next time, different okay? person. No, no, I'm pictures kidding. Don't do that. But some of these people out here editing their pictures to look airbrushed <laughs> no, I, like a bug. I don't airbrush myself, but beauty mode no, is on,
2: on TikTok. <laughs> no, what
0: really <laughs> irritates me is the people who preach on social media, love yourself. You're beautiful. Nothing's wrong with you. But then go in and like
3: shrink their waist in all their photos. My thing is like, if you get kidnapped, the picture we got the police, you look like potato. (laughs) The picture on your social media, you look like Holly Berry. (laughs) So are you highly potato or are you highly berry? Which one? I'm just I'm just looking out for you. I watch a lot of Dateline, Listen, and some of y'all I, are gonna I just, get kidnapped.
1: There's students out there who are like, I can't be at school right now. I have to I have to stay home and edit my photos.
2: <laughs> I'm just gonna let you know if I ever get kidnapped, give them the potato picture.
1: Because that's how I look. When kidnapped. <laughs> I
3: like you as a potato. I just
1: I I, I am I've oh, I i do not think I've ever been like nope this isn't edited. I'm always like. I edited this photo and this is how you can too. Cause I don't want people to ever think that
3: yeah. even remotely just that like the pressure to have to look like that. Yeah, the
2: I don't, I don't edit my photo. One. I don't post photos of myself very much. Cause I don't,
1: I don't take pictures. I, I've never posted a photo of myself. <laughs> never no. ever. He's no. so modest. No. I was
3: laughing. No, I, at I always say uh, the take
1: the pictures, uh, save it, filter and save it again. Like, like, no, I'm all like, I don't think I've ever edited to not look like me, but I love like the little filter moment. Well, I kind of like having that's like oily the, skin no, that's and like I, li- than I like, like you know that I making your jawline like no, smaller or like yeah like oh I, you know when this when different. this when this podcast comes out I'm posting a photo that day, <laughs> it's gonna look nothing like me. It's look nothing. They'll be <laughs> like, um, okay, is no, that but I,
2: I do that too. Like I I really try. Hard to eliminate that boundary of like I'm their teacher. I can't be a real human. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I, and mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm honest with them. And even on my TikToks, like I'll post. I don't post them very often because, I mean, a lot of the time I, I don't genuinely have terrible days at work mm-hmm. right. now. But I've talked about you know in the past how I almost quit teaching altogether because mm-hmm. I was not a. I felt myself I was not good enough. And I, you know, had rough days during, like, times when we were hybrid teaching. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, I posted a video of myself sitting in my car crying. Uh,
0: like, I did that last kids year. kids need
2: to see us I'm be the like the that.
0: The day, that day after I got my second shot, and I just was crying at school, mm-hmm. and... I just ha- I don't know what made me think of it, but I just thought everyone only sees me as like this happy You're or right. sassy person, and I yeah. literally just filmed a video like, hey, guys, I don't really know what to
3: say, but I just wanted you to see this side of me. Yeah, okay, I think,
1: bye. I think it helps kids to see their teachers
3: that way. Man, I mm-hmm. cried in my car many times. My kids came to class the next day like, hey, shut up and sit down somewhere because y'all made me cry yesterday. I'm like, how you know I was crying I seen your, your video in your car, best friend. <laughs> 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 sit down somewhere. All right, so here's a couple more. Uh, this student said, "I think it's because at this point we're also drained and tired and experienced so much hurt and stress that we just give up before we're given up on." Oh, that, that breaks really my sad. heart. <laughs> yeah.
1: What scares me about children thinking that too, right? So they 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 want to stop or whatever before they're given up on. And I know we don't want like to get political, but then we have bills like that are happening in, in, in Indiana where it's explicit that now teachers. If this bill were to pass, cannot talk to their students about any kind of social and emotional thing they're going through unless they have explicit writing and permission from the parents.
2: And a lot of the times, the issues are
1: from it is are the from the parents. Mm-hmm. And it's not that we're bad talking parents. And in fact, a lot of the times we can say, "Look at it from yeah, your mom or dad or your your, your adult yeah. perspective right. at home." But it's now that the child feels like that they're being given up on, and I can't imagine mm-hmm. a kid coming up to me. I taught in Indiana for six years. I mean, yeah. it's not like. And I can't imagine a kid coming up to me being like mommy and dad got in fine big like, mm
2: can't
3: talk to you. Sorry, honey. I know <laughs> no. you're five years old, right. but I can't talk to you about this right. because no. the bill, yeah. a bill
1: says I can't. And Let me go work on safe, my...
3: School is a safe place for them. It's like, supposed to be, I can't but... imagine something like that because, I mean, I grew up in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine a bill like that being passed in Tennessee because my teachers were a safe place for me. Like, they yeah. were they were the people that I talked to about that kind of stuff. They mm-hmm. Teachers, like, we're... You know, I know we say we wear a lot of different hats, but, like, my teachers, like, for real, were, like, a safe yes. place for me.
0: I had a girl when I was teaching sophomores, and I loved this girl to death. She was so funny. We joked around in class all the time. She participated every day. And one day, she just looked like a zombie in class. Mm-hmm. And her mom was like, her liver, her mom's liver was failing. And her stepdad was threatening her safety. Mm. And her like, it was a whole thing. And I cannot imagine me not being able to be there for her, like mm-hmm. I stayed mm-hmm. up every single night worrying: is she safe tonight? Is she at her dad's house right. or is she at her stepdad's house? Mm-hmm. Is she coming to school today? Because like they would keep her home to like watch the mom, yeah. and I just I cannot imagine not being able to check in with her because right. a bill right. says I. Could. I don't well, think these lawmakers know
2: how much of teaching is. No Really parenting. They have no yeah. idea. And how they much of it is, door. you know... They have no and idea. You, know you can't think, teach them how to read or write if right, they're right. not in the they right headspace. No and I think
1: they... I think... I actually think a lot of these... I don't think, one, they realize that you're not punishing the... You are punishing the teachers, but you're punishing the students. Yes. Mm-hmm. I do think a lot of these people do understand that it is parenting. And I think that makes them self-conscious that to know oh, yeah, that it's you know, not you're them. Right. I can't imagine... I mean, I can because it, it, this, it was like this for me, but I, if I have a student that's going through something specific in my classroom, I have students you know whose parents were divorcing or they're moving or someone passed away, mm-hmm. I can't imagine not having the autonomy to go mm-hmm. to my bookshelf mm-hmm. and pull out a book mm-hmm. about a grandparent dying or moving or mm-hmm. divorcing the family and reading that to the class. And bills like that are happening, not just in Indiana, but in other states where you have some of your lesson plans done for the entire year. I've written lesson plans on a McDonald's wrapper because I (laughs) had to go do it on the fly. And you're telling me you want that a year in advance. I don't know what what social emotional stuff my students are going through. And and that's
2: not best practice either because you're supposed to, as an educator, you are taught. To adapt to your students, Mm -hmm, adapt to their skill set and to their social-emotional needs and their developmental abilities. If you're trying to plan for, like, a college course that has a syllabus a year in in advance or whatever Mm -hmm. that you could look at every assignment you're going to be given, then there's no differentiation happening. There's no adapting.
1: It's not even just the lesson plan, right? It's the fact that that child comes in that day and the parent, like, you know, I've had students... Who were transitioning, um, and they their parents weren't weren't accepting of of the student's transition. I can't even read a book to that student about it because th- the parents mm-hmm. can sit there and say, "Look at your lesson plan and say, I don't like that you're talking about this, 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 or teaching that kind of math, so you can't do that." Mm-hmm. And if the child were to come yeah. in, I can't do it, and I or I could lose my teaching license, right? Indiana, babe, you're in the position to lose more teachers than what Chicago? And
3: they do not even care. And no. then no. I saw a meme the other day on uh, Facebook, and I don't really get on Facebook that much because y'all grandparents be on there starting stuff. But, <laughs> they're um, all from Indiana. Always <laughs> <They're> always <laughs> they always fun Indiana single handedly <laughs> supporting, uh, what is it, Meta? Yeah.
1: <laughs> the Metaverse.
3: <laughs> so, Indiana. You know, people are always talking about these teachers are indoctrinating my kids. And oh my God, like, I hate that word. But somebody was. Like, look! If teachers could indoctrinate your kids, I would have already indoctrinated them not to eat tacos at seven o'clock in the morning. And right. Put on some and absurd, on the like, like, like I would have indoctrinated them on a I lot of think, different. Do people things. not know what that word
1: means? Because you telling us what we can and can't read to our I students. I think
3: I throw that, that word yeah. around She's as right a power there.
2: trip, and it's like, oh, yeah. okay. Like I was talking, like I was telling you guys in the car last night, like. My my nail lady and I have opposing views and we have good mm-hmm. discussions about yeah. them and we have a mutual respect that we agree to disagree mm-hmm. about a lot of things. And she um was asking me the one day, well, cuz I was saying that I read the book Pride and it's about Harvey Milk. It's um a cute book. love that book. And she was saying, "Well, don't you think that's appropriate I- inappropriate for you to bring up with your students?" And I said, "No, why do you think that?" And she said, "Well, because I think that's something that the parents should be in charge of talking about." I said, I agree, but they don't. And I said, how would you feel if you came into a classroom and the teacher only read books about, um, I don't know, about you're the only girl in the class and the teacher only read books about boys Mm -hmm. or whatever? How would you feel feel if you had no representation in any literature that your teacher brought to your face? You would feel like right. the odd one out. You would feel right. left out. Right. You'd feel weird and unaccepted.
3: And just because right.
1: you're reading about it, right? Just beca- Or just because you're not reading about it doesn't mean they don't exist. So like, right. b- yep. just because you're not reading pride doesn't mean you don't have queer children in your classroom it doesn't take that away so all it does is it further marginalizes right your and it doesn't matter how young and your and your your queer children by not reading about it then they just sit there in the room and then we have things like this where the child Mm -hmm. why do i want to go to school to a place that it's not that doesn't feel safe to me that i'm not appreciated. that my teacher can't reach out and like Mm -hmm. isn't that what what, that's what we've been doing for years and even more
0: so like these are really like personal questions that a lot of kids are scared to ask their parents about. Uh But even more so, a lot of them don't want to ask their parents about everyday things. Like I can't tell you how many times I scrapped my lesson because something happened either in our country or around the world or something Mm -hmm. and And the kids were they just wanted to understand and so we Mm -hmm. literally would scrap the lesson and just look at every different viewpoint of what Mm -hmm. was happening so that we could come up with what the kids thought on their own and they didn't have to share what their underlying opinion was. We looked at every different viewpoint so that they could come to their own conclusion of
3: what they agreed with my thing is why the hell are y'all so scared of other people's viewpoint like well
1: wh- why, 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 why? why are you afraid of having open-minded children
3: right right like i i, I just don't understand that but let me read a couple more because they really are great i'm gonna read like three or four of them and then yeah, we can sure. discuss them because i want to get as many of these read so our listeners can hear them Uh, and the kiddos that sent these in can't can't hear that um, we we, we hear their voice and we care this student said uh, I'm a 13 year old and I've had so many toxic teachers who have done terrible things to me and told me such bad things and I still have bad teachers now this kid said personally I'm just burnt out at the moment from the pandemic and the mental stress that school puts on me and then this kid said, because school is boring and forcing us to learn isn't fun and humans always want to learn. But if it's not fun, then why want to learn? That's amazing. Then this kid said, to be honest, for me, I do care, but sometimes there are things that can throw off my whole mood and I just want to be left alone. And I'm like, I understand that as an adult. Like, yeah. I mean, I know that's not realistic in everyday life, but I understand but the what, they're, what they're saying.
1: How many times... And, I, and I honestly truly mean this. How many times have you been put in a situation? Okay. Let's say outside of the classroom. Let's say not in the classroom because we have legal obligations to stay in the classroom. But how many times have you been put in a situation where you couldn't give yourself five minutes away from everyone else as an adult? A lot of times. Like I feel and like it
2: makes you feel worse. And right. were we not just talking about self care and talking right. about if you need to take the day, right. you take the day. And like, mm. why is that okay for us, but not for kids? Right. right.
1: And that's why I'm like such an. And I know, and I know, I know that I'm going to piss someone off. That we should have these like safe spots, and either schools or in every classroom, where a child just needs to say, we have, to, we have to have mm. it at the pre-K level mm. that I kid can make. I'm not. Like peace am I'm feeling not okay. rough I'm i need okay to just right go now. sit by myself for a second yeah. and the decrease in 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 behaviors and yep. just for a kid to be able to sit there and yep. like and like mindlessly do something and be yep. like oh i'm okay now
2: yep yeah we had it we had that at my other school that's the one good thing i will say it was mandatory and at first i, I was like what is this about but then once i implemented it i really liked it um it's called the peace corner and it was just a spot in the room it had like a comfy little chair or a carpet square or whatever, and mm-hmm. some stuffed animals. I had a windmill in there so, in case they were angry, they could just blow, blow on it. Mm-hmm. I had some man- like mandala coloring books and mm-hmm. stuff. I had like a little bubble timer, like all these things to just make it like real chill. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time, like it would, you'd have to train them to go right, there. Right, right, right. But then, after they got the hang of it and they would just get up and go. So many behaviors Mm -hmm. that would be taken care of. But like they need, you need a minute sometimes. sometimes. You do.
0: You know, thinking back to one of the first things that you just said in that list that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. Is there's not many things that pisses me off more than teachers that don't need to be in the classroom. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget. So many many of them. It um, still enrages me to this day. And I literally am trying so hard to like not tear up about it. Because I still get so pissed. I'll never forget the one time I taught seniors. I'll never teach seniors again. I'm sorry. Y'all stress me out. But the one time I taught seniors, I just remember this kid was working really hard to be accepted into college. And he was working so hard. And I was so proud of him. And he just came in looking devastated one day. And I asked him, what's what's going on? I pulled him Mm -hmm. after class. I didn't want to like draw attention to him. And he's like, I don't know if I'm going to apply to that school anymore, Ms. Rogers. And I'm like, why? And he's, my math teacher said that um, I'm, I'm not going to amount to anything. And I'm like, why? And he's like, because I'm a black kid. And it's not going to matter anyways. i will ready to fight. Then. And I I'll just, fight I'm ready to like, I'm sweating right now because it just makes me, so, I'll That's never terrible. forget the anger that filled my body. And I went to her and I was like, what is your problem? Okay, What is wrong with you? She's like, I was genuinely trying to look out for him. I said, that's not looking out. Him. No. Because he's what? Because he's black. Destroying that he was not so Destroying his confidence and being a racist is I not looking out way. for him. I mean, and she's like, for I w- in the back. she's like, I wasn't being racist. I was genuinely trying to make sure he had realistic expectations. Say, I'm like, what is wait, wrong with you? Wow. I, 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 don't,
1: I don't get it. Right. She, she, right. She, she, she thought that a realistic expectation was that he couldn't go to college because he was black.
0: That he shouldn't try to succeed like in a high. I, like, he wanted to go to college uh, and get a good job. And I was so mad. I is, was so mad. I don't, even if,
1: I don't even know if mad would be the word. I would be fucked. I, I would be terrified. <laughs> Art producer, his, I think his eyes just got... You can bleep that out. God. I would be... <laughs> angry that this woman is teaching children and has that perspective on the worst on her part is though students. she
0: genuinely didn't think there was anything wrong that's with that. what scares me she I
1: thought it was be, helping i wouldn't be sad the, i'd be i'd be terrified that this woman's teaching. Of, i'm
0: still the sweating the amount
3: <laughs> of ignorant ass people that work that too. <laughs> in in, in dramatic, <laughs> this, this episode apart. has got us fired guys the, <laughs> amount of, the amount of ignorant people that work with children of color and are so culturally ignorant and culturally insensitive right. is beyond me. It is absolutely need, astounding. And these babies yep.
1: need these be, they need people who are going to champion
3: mm-hmm.
1: around them. And for all kids, they all kids do right. not. It doesn't matter that you know if their children of color or not. But there's been so many studies on the school to pipeline. Our school-to-prison yep, school pipe, to prison pipe. And, yeah. and it's just like, when we tell specific, they were there was this really interesting thing that they did, and they took teachers, and they had them watch this video, and they said, one of these kids is going to act up, which one is it? And they could track the teacher's eye movement, and they all went to the little black boy it was always the little white girl and it was the example of it didn't nice. matter what and it was just like we're and we need to know this bias right so like mm-hmm. we need to know this bias about ourselves and right. it, it was literally almost every single teacher and it made me go to school the next yeah. day and think am i do, am i being too hard because mm-hmm. i want to make sure that they i don't want them to go to the next screen for that teacher to be looking at them so i know I, right? and i was like if you don't go in with a caring
3: mm-hmm.
1: heart and the and and the ability to t- tell these kids they literally can do anything right. And there they, there is no restrictions of what they can and can't do, and you have teachers that are telling them not to apply to college their right. senior year of school. Right. It's well, didn't
3: somebody told me this when I first started teaching? I couldn't believe this. Don't they um they determine like the number of prisons or something they're going to build by some their third grade test scores or something? So like it's, it's, is it, that? Is is that a thing? It's, yeah, it's, it's test they, scores
1: they just, and how often. So now a lot of schools, which I had a hard time with that we talked about last night, aren't suspending or expo- expelling kids the minute you suspend a child, a first, second grade child, you are immediately telling them, You are so bad, nobody wants you here. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine what that does. And I don't know the solution because I'm not a, I'm not an administrator. Right. We're teachers. That's and that's amazing job.
3: that you would say that you don't know I don't the solution know. because I don't know. Because
1: you know. I when I, I I also know that sometimes I need a break. I can love mm-hmm. the kid. I, I don't think I've ever come right. across it I didn't love, no matter. I mean, we talked about the really bad ones that sometimes physically harm you, and you're still like, I love you, and it really sucks that you have to leave my class. Yeah. But I don't know what the solution is, but I know that the solution I found out that it's either that kid stays in my classroom and I figure it out, or they can develop a complex in a few years that they're a bad kid, and then this pipeline continues further. They can come back to my class. I don't know how I'm going to fix it. Mm. Or maybe you go into the you go into the office with a couple other kids, and, and you guys do your work there for a day or so, but they get to stay in school because I don't know what the solution is, but I know mm. the solution isn't to further expel a first grader yeah. and give them that thought because a first grader mm-hmm. I can promise you isn't doing it at their and own And
2: honestly in you know that's something I really had to learn because yeah. when I started teaching I taught at an inner city school that had a lot of behavior issues a lot of students with trauma mm-hmm. and I came from a I came from a large public school but like nothing like that like mm-hmm. we didn't see any like behaviors like I had seen <laughs> when I started teaching So it was a huge culture shock to me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was, you know, beat and hit and punched and kicked. And like, that's hard to have the empathy. It's hard when when you're getting punched to say that kid doesn't need to be suspended. Like, don't suspend him. Yeah. Yeah. So like when I was, you know, first year teacher getting punched, I'm like, what are you going to do about it? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, do something. And.
1: But did you they know, also at the tell, time, did they ever talk to you about the school to prison pipeline? Did they ever talk to you? About no, that? I never so, knew about that. But so it, but in these, my
2: mind, I was thinking, I'm like, why? I'm like, why is it okay that this kid is punching me right. and they're allowing him to stay in school? And I didn't understand it. Until I learned right. more about right. it and became more educated I on will the subject say, matter. Uh, I'm like, not
3: against kids being suspended. No, for Some sure. Some of these kids need to go home.
1: But we also have to look at the ages, though, because you're teaching. <laughs> right, sixth I, teach, I was teachers. teaching I second grade. So, Some of them need to
2: go home. Right, so I was I'm teaching second grade. Why, that was when different. We're teaching, okay. When we're yeah. teaching.
1: By, by, not to say, I think, I think middle school kids, when they're acting like something's going on. You know what I mean? Especially mm-hmm. if this person doesn't just randomly develop this behavior. Right. But when we're looking at. Kindergarten, especially kindergarten through third grade, these kids are not acting out because they're quote unquote bad. They're acting out because something is going on, mm-hmm. either at home or mentally. Something is going on, and just to keep pushing them aside and just expelling, and expelling, and suspending, suspending instead of being like, "What's going on at home?" Which is something we're not going to be able to do right. if these policies mm-hmm. keep passing. We're going to have an it's gonna, there's gonna be an
2: influx of behavior with that and then there's also and i hate to say it and go this morbid with it but there's gonna be an influx of suicides yes mm-hmm. self-harm mm-hmm. all of those things because they're gonna there's be tons of children that
3: don't have anywhere to
2: talk about yeah. the people in their lives that are not doing them right nope, right and you i know, think I,
3: sometimes uh, schools suspend kids because we, y'all know we have a hard time getting a hold of these parents sometimes yeah, yeah. yeah. and we have consistent behaviors with your kids it, it, it's a it's a both and like we got to work together so you know i can't get you on the phone you won't come to meetings or whatever my option now is to suspend your child because now it affects you and it affects your pocketbook because you gotta right. find child you're care right. for your child right. because we've been trying to communicate with you that we having these problems at school <laughs> Unfortunately, now, now yeah. you're suspended. you suspend it and know? then
1: the parents gonna call now you gonna, the call. gonna call? Yeah. And that now a, you gonna answer the res- phone instead to of giving me the number to Chick Fil
3: A, yep. and I tried to call your house, but I ended up spending
0: fifteen dollars because I called Chick Fil A because yep. I it
3: was your number. Yeah. You
0: know, I teach the older kids, and I was teaching a freshman world history class, and I had two kids that tried to fight every single day, every day, and I kept trying to talk to them, to, uh, and I kept trying to talk to them. It was my second year teaching, mm-hmm. and eventually, like I. I don't remember. It might have been like maybe the second or third time. And I had them in the hallway at separate times. I just looked at both of them separate times. And I said, you are so much better than this. Like, what? What are you doing? You could do so many more beneficial things. And that day, one of the kids came to my room during lunch, during Mm -hmm. like like our office hours kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Mm -hmm. I was like, hey, like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, well, I wanted to know if I can study in here. And I was like, really? Like like third month of school like what's the occasion like I'm I'm interested I'm glad you're here but Mm -hmm. why he's like well none of my teachers ever told me they thought I could do more before and you were the first one I'm like (laughs) that's he's like no one ever told me that they thought I could do more and you were the first one that did and he came every single day to our office hours and he went from a a 46 to an 87
3: that's amazing and
0: i remember the first time i called like i wanted to call his dad and tell him and the first thing that his dad said on the phone was like what do you do and i was like no no and i i don't think teachers realize that if you just so i mean you're it is impossible to reach every child That's and that true. breaks my heart to say yeah, but, right, but it is sure. but so many of these kids if you just tell them that you believe in them instead of just suspending them to get them out of your face like just talk to them and yeah. that can teachers don't understand
2: some of the power lives. of their words. No, yeah.
1: I mean yeah. there are times that I've some looked at students who say. are especially I mean my kids came from I, the Head Start program. If you know anything about it, these kids come from mm-hmm. trauma. The yeah. most, yeah. the only, the most severe cases can come can be accepted in school. It's a point system. Mm-hmm. So if you had a parent die, if you had a parent incarcerated, oh. if mm. you have a sibling that has um, wow. cognitive delays, or you get points, and whoever has the highest points get because you're so you're getting the most traumatized of children. Mm. Wow. And I won't forget, we did a, a PD. One of the only. PDs actually, and they said if you, at the mo- at the most angry or when a child is upset, and you needs it the most, and you tell them that like you understand them, that you love them, whatever that child needs at the time, they'll know that even if you're mad and disciplining them, that you're not that you don't hate them, and that wow, was just a yeah. game changer in my classroom. Mm. That even when I was very really upset with them, that we didn't do timeouts, but I'm like, I think I need. I, I understand what you're going through. I would be really mad if I were you, too. That sounds really frustrating. I love you, but I need you to go sit down. Right. The behavior still happened. Right. But it came from a place of love, love and right. not a place of, like, right. anger and, yeah, and right. and you know, being, like, irate. And that yeah. was a huge, huge game changer for, for yeah. the kids.
3: Well, um... <laughs> Our producers flashing us. He down. said, "He's like, too y'all out. are talking to, or they're much. gonna come out with they're gonna come out with the cane like at Showtime at the Apollo, where they y'all yank <laughs> yank <laughs> yank. <laughs> But so we want to end this by saying we know that we have said some things that everybody might not, you know, what I'm saying, agree with. Mm-hmm. If y'all gonna argue in the comments, do that's you that's fine. Though. Engagement, but levels. you know, we all come from different perspectives. Different. We all teach different age groups, so understand that we all speaking from our different perspectives, right? So. But I think this conversation is beneficial to have with your students and, and directly just have some real talk with them. And like Becca said, we're not going to be able to reach every student. It's just impossible. We're no. only one person. It's impossible to do that. But there is a conversation that needs to be had, and you being able to just talk to your students like they are real people. Um, and so do y'all have anything else you all want to say? No.
2: We love well, you. If you're, yeah, I was going to say, if you're a student out there listening, just know that even if you've had some toxic teachers, that don't give up hope even mm-hmm. on just that one good teacher. Yeah. And if not, you have four teachers here that love you.
0: We love you. And
2: your we believe in you, and we know you can do great things. You can
3: do great Sorry. things. But let's go uh, with the to star crime. Sure Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Bye, guys. Oh. Bye. <laughs>